Senior Life Journeys presents Carol Howell's Let's Talk Dementia, a podcast designed to help caregivers find knowledge, power, hope, and smiles in their dementia caregiving journey. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. Here is your host, best-selling author, Carol Howell. Welcome to Let's Talk Dementia. I'm Carol Howell, your host. And as always, I am honored when you join me. Thank you for being here. I hope you will go to Amazon and to my website also, letstalkdementia.org. Check out my newest release called Let's Talk Dementia, Take Two, Not What I Expected. And boy, is that the truth. My caregiving journey, as I imagine yours, was not and yours is not what you might have expected. And we talk about that in the book. Today, I have the wonderful privilege of interviewing a fellow author, and bless her heart, we need to talk about what it's like to be an author, and that is such hard work, Um, but (laughs) her name is Linda Fadrini Johnson, and she is joining us all the way from California, and we're recording this well about 10 o'clock in the morning for me, and I think it's about 7 o'clock in the morning for her, so (laughs) she's dedicated, but Linda has written the book, The Empowered Caregiver, Practical Advice and Emotional Support for Adult Children of Aging Parents. Linda, thank you for getting up early and joining me today. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And so Linda is a licensed family therapist and a certified geriatric care manager. Tell us what that means, Linda. Um, Well, as a family therapist, you just help families and individuals find find a path that works for them in life, basically. That's a a nutshell. Um, But as a uh, certified geriatric care manager, you kind of are the Sherpa for a family or an individual, and uh, you lead them through a difficult challenge of sorts uh, to where there's a place of peace and um, support. Right. Uh, we can't always change things, but we can change how we deal with things. Amen. So, so helping uh, us change and not so much the family member that we're caring for that might not have the capacity to change um, is really a big relief when family members realize that they have a support team and here are the resources and I need to take care of me. Caregiver needs to take care of them. And so um, basically that's what geriatric care managers do. I'm a past president of the National Association. So if anybody ever reaches out to me and you need a care manager in Kansas City or New York City or Portland, Oregon, I'm the one, I can connect you. Uh, This makes me think about how recently I have been having uh, monthly or every other month sessions with a psychologist because I was in a, a pretty important and life-changing car accident. And from that, I have learned so much about me and ways to make life better for me. And then in return, making life better for those around me. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that's true in the work? You oh, do? so much. Yeah. Yeah. We all get stuck and we don't have a mirror. We don't have a good mirror to seize us and a therapist, psychologist um, can help us with that. Absolutely. It's just, uh, been life-changing for me. My husband had said to me, if nothing, if you never get a settlement from this car accident, who knows if we ever will or not. Um, but if all you got out of it is your medical bills paid, which P.S. that would be very good. But this psychologist, um, he said it will have been worth it because he has helped in, in so many ways. And I'll be experiencing life and think, oh, 
I need to talk to Dr. Earl about this. You know, he, he needs to help me with this. Let me make a note. And um, mm -hmm. so what you do is very important. And thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So in your book, you have a couple of things that um, really struck me that I wanted to have you elaborate on. I enjoyed reading your book, by the way. And you talked about working with siblings in this caregiving journey. Wow, that's something that several of my clients have dealt with. I've dealt with. I have two siblings and we did not always agree. As you can imagine, when do siblings always agree? <laughs> that course, doesn't happen. Tell us see, about that. Yeah. And sometimes siblings, even though we ate around the same table, <laughs> shared the same parent, we often didn't have the same experience with that. Amen. <laughs> and, and so as that parent's needs increase, we're not seeing what our sister sees or our brother sees. And there's usually one in the family that's chosen. And we'll talk about the only ones. Sometimes there's only one. But when there's the siblings, um, there's a bossy one or I'm the oldest of four children. I had three younger brothers. So it, it was, you know, um, ordained that Linda will take care of mom. Dad died fairly young. When mom starts failing, Linda's going to be it. That's her field anyway. So they don't have to worry and they don't have to do anything. Well, that's right. not true. No, that is not true. <laughs> so, so siblings, um, as being a geriatric care manager for over 35 years, I've worked with a lot of siblings that war over parents' care, um, Sometimes it's financial issues. They don't want the inheritance that they think is theirs. Mom and dad's money's for mom and dad's care. Right. I have to help people see that. It's oh not boy, for, yes. It's not for you and your retirement. It's for mom's <laughs> retirement. Preach that one, girlfriend. Preach it. <laughs> and so we we help people see that. If not, you'll be charged with elder abuse, neglect, or um, other charges. So I help them see that when I'm working with a family, but I'm going to give you a couple of tips. I'm not sure I have these tips in the book or not. I might. I'll have to reread re my own book again. I've done that um, myself. <laughs> but um, one of the things is to have a family meeting and that you have all the siblings and you could have mom and dad in the meeting as well if they don't have dementia mm -hmm. or in the beginning stages of dementia when they can participate. Yes. So you have a meeting, you have everybody in the room and you ask two questions. One is, who are you most concerned about? And I'll tell you why that's a surprise. And what would you like to see the outcome of this little meeting be? And you let everybody in, no one could speak or uh, comment till everyone answers those two questions. Oh, wow. And it is an oh, wow. <laughs> and I think of the daughter that invited me. She wanted to bring dad to live in her home. She had three um, lovely kids that were older teenagers and into junior college. Just really a nice family. She was unhappy with dad's care in the nursing home. She wanted to bring him home, put a hospital bed in their family room. And I went around and, and I the person that invites me in to be their uh, Sherpa or help them resolve a conflict, I have them go last. So I ask everybody, and you can do this as a family without a uh, professional, uh, if your family can talk nicely to one another. <laughs> um, and that everybody says, I'm concerned about mom's health. I'm concerned maybe about my sister burning out caring for my mother. The next person says, 
I, I think mom should stay in her own home. The next sibling says we need to move mom assist, to assisted living. And I would like to see the outcome uh, that mom at least hire a caregiver, one person says. And so everybody says what they think. And when it gets around to the person that invited me in, she's already heard all of these comments. And the daughter that wanted to bring dad home to live in her the family room in a hospital bed, she had tears running down her eyes saying, Linda, can you help me make it good for dad in the nursing home? It wasn't going to work. Her mom couldn't see, visit dad anymore because she'd be three bus trips away. Right now, she takes a little you know, a uh, little bus in her community, one way to the nursing home to see him every day. Um, the, the teenagers wouldn't be able to have family in the house. Uh, the teenagers worried about dad not having a mom because mom was spending all her time mm -hmm. taking care of grandpa and making sure it was perfect in the nursing home. So that's one way and of dealing with a family meeting, a beginning family meeting. And then family meetings are just great. And if you're going to have a family meeting and there already is conflict, then you want to bring in a professional, your care manager, a therapist, a pastor, somebody that could help orchestrate and make sure there's no um, flames being lit. <laughs> no one was harm harmed in the holding of this meeting. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the other thing is, is something called the FUR method. And that I don't think I put in my book. And the FUR method is... If you think of the word first spelled a little bit differently, F-I-R-R, -R, the first F is the facts. The I is the impact on you, caregiver. The second, the R, there's going to be two R's in fur because it's F-I-R-R, -R, is the respect of that other person that you're going to ask to do something. And then the last R is the result, what you want to see. And I'm going to take you through this really quickly. Okay. My mom had to take blood thinning medication. She lived alone. She had vascular dementia. She was doing fairly well, but she off, she, her memory was impaired. So I had to remind her every night with a phone call. Did you take that little pink pill, mom? Oh, oh no. Yeah, I'll take it now. Take it now while we're talking. And I was running a big business at that time, you know, so I was working 60 hours a week. My husband, I have grandkids I wanted to be involved in with and, you know, other community uh, commitments. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And I had a brother that I lived 30 miles away from mom. My brother lived about two miles away. He had some medical challenges. He was on a lot of pain medication. So you really couldn't drive her anywhere. So this is what I said. The impact, the fact is mom needs to take this blood medication every single night. And it's a big impact on my life right now. I don't have the time. And then mom wants to chat. It's not just like a reminder. It's a 15, 20 minute chat when I'm not patient to listen. I, it's an impact on me. And then the R, the respect. And, and for your listeners, this is the key. When we're asking somebody to do something, we often don't think about their life. So you say, you know, Gary, I know you have to take a lot of meds and you really can't get to mom quickly in emergency. I can't count on you to do that because of your own challenges. But what I can ask is, could you 
because she has to take these meds and my life is so crazy, could you call her three nights a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and remind her? And that's the result that I wanted. So the last R is the result that I could. But the respect about, I know you take, you have health challenges, but can you do this? Um, and, you know, my, my granddaughter was 13, heard me do that lecture once, and she was always come and help in my office. And uh, she said, hey, grandma, can I use that with my girlfriends? I said, yeah, it works with all ages. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, it's yeah. really just um, common courtesy in lots of ways. Yeah, and I think we forget the respect part and that mm -hmm. helps make it work. Very good, I like that. So that's a good way to work with siblings for sure and to, or, or with, as we said, anybody to help bring us from a point um, that needs attention to a point that has now found resolution and right. that's pretty cool and it's a sharing kind of thing it's not yes it is it yeah. is very good yeah. so you mentioned the only one syndrome and I know that can mean that you are the only caregiver you are the only child or you may be the only remaining child or you might feel like you're the only one can talk to us about that a little bit yeah you know what I'm going to start with feeling like you're the only one sometimes because you haven't asked anyone mm -hmm. And sometimes it's because you don't think anyone can do it as well as you can. And you don't even know that that's what you're doing unless you've you been reading my mail. <laughs> <laughs> Stepping and, on my toes here, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> I have been reading a lot of people's mail because I think a lot of people don't know it till they start burning out. And when you ask them why they haven't brought in helpers, they go, oh, well, no one does it like mom wants it or mom and dad only wants me. And, but you're allowing mom and dad to only want you. Mm -hmm. You have to share the care. If mom and dad are in a care facility, everybody goes home after eight hours. You're not going home after eight hours. You're, you're there all the time on call if you're not there with them. So you need to realize and look at why are you doing this? Why are you being the only one? Is it really out of necessity or is it not? You know, even when you think it's out of necessity, there might be a church or a senior center or maybe a next door neighbor be willing to bring a meal once a week. Just, I, I had a client once and I had, they had no children, a woman with advanced Parkinson's. I had seven neighbors. Every one of them took a night and brought her a meal. Wow. Life-changing. Yeah, and it was. It allowed her to stay in her home for a, a, a long time, actually. Probably way longer than she should have, but a real supportive community. So when you're the only one, and sometimes I work with a lot of, you know, only children. You know, there's just you. There is no brother, sister, cousin, or aunt, or uncle, or anyone to ask to support you in your family system. That is a time when I think the first step, Carol, is really getting somebody in a support group. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you go to a support group, you're not going to be in it very long when you talk about what's going on in your life and somebody's going to say, you need to get your mother in a daycare program or you need to hire somebody or look mm -hmm. for a volunteer in you know, your local village or something because you're going to burn out. Mm -hmm. um, I've done support groups all my professional career, and I have seen so many spouses and adult children of aging parents have a heart attack, an aneurysm, a stroke, cancer diagnosis, 
all those stress-related illnesses if we don't take care of ourselves. Amen. And then who's going to take care of mom or dad or your spouse? You must do self-care. I mean, Amen. it really yeah. is the must. And sometimes, Carol, that feels selfish, you know, or even with spouses, they made this commitment to for better, for worse, sickness and in health. And they think it has to be just them. And it's about learning to share the care, basically. Mm -hmm. And nobody will do it like you. You're right. Whatever perfectionist that you are, they're not going to do it like you. But is mom and dad safe? Mm -hmm. Are are, are they getting what they need? That's what you need. You don't need the napkins folded in that particular way and and let me tell you those little silly things like that are so important to some people but in the end it's love and care it's amen important. i'll tell you it made me think about a chapter in my new book that um where i talked about when mama told me she did not want to wear a bra and i got to her assisted living and mama did not have on a bra and i'm like what caregiver would come in here and dress my mom and not put her bra on? I was just all worked up about it. And I said, mom, we got to put your bra on. And she goes, I don't want a bra. It hurts. And we know that as we age, our skin does become more sensitive and those nerve endings are more topical. And I stood there for a minute and thought, oh my gosh, never once had I thought that the bra might now be uncomfortable for mama. And so out went the bras and you know who cares and um, I mentioned it to my sister and she said yeah mama had mentioned to me that she did not like wearing bras anymore but I got so hung up on the little thing that I had forgotten that the comfort for mama was way more important whether she had a bra on or not who really cares <laughs> what, what's the best best time of the day for me when I take off that bra so yeah I, I'm with I'm, your mom already I'm signing up and that's why pajamas are so wonderful, right? Yes, yes, yes. Linda, um, I love the work you do and your book is just wonderful. And again, folks, her book is The Empowered Caregiver, Practical Advice and Emotional Support for Adult Children of Aging Parents. Her name, write it down because you might want to reach out to her, is Linda Fodrini Johnson and Fodrini is F-O-D-R-I-N-I dash Johnson. How can they find your book and how can they find you? Ah, on amazon.com is is the book and me um i i have a website it's just linda fodrini johnson without the dash.com gotcha. and you could see the classes that i teach and a little bit more about what i've done and um i i love working with family caregivers so if i can help you find a resource i'm there Excellent. Very good. Folks, I hope you will check her out. And Linda, I hope that your day goes good. I think you've got some house construction going on that's yes. not, not the most fun in the world. No. Um, something about your foundations gone yes. funky. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. You know, if you're going to spend a whole bunch of money, you don't want it to be on the foundation. It's like buying no. for your car. It's not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> You'd rather have, you know, kitchen remodeled or something, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> I hope you have a great day. And folks, I thank you for joining me on this episode of Let's Talk Dementia. Check us out at letstalkdementia.org. Blessings and smiles on your caregiving journey. A special thank you to our sponsors, Veterans and Families of Florida. These amazing people are available to help veterans and spouses of veterans receive benefits to which they are entitled. You can contact them at 904-528-1084 or by email at info at vfflorida.org. Be sure to tell them Carol sent you. Veterans and Families of Florida, these people care.
I would like to take a special moment and thank you for being a part of Let's Talk Dementia. You can find us at our website, www.letstalkdementia.org. All of our books, podcasts, and videos are available there, and you can schedule a free phone consultation with me. Click Menu in the top right-hand corner, and then choose Schedule Time with Carol. I look forward to talking with you. Blessings and smiles.